lot of times this life backs us up against the wall Seems the higher we climb, the further we get pushed and fall But we have each other to learn and grow strong Yeah, we have each other to discuss what's wrong Welcome back to another episode of Her Melanin. I'm your host, Samaria Monet, and in this episode, we are going to be talking about bad customer service within black businesses. We all talk about it. We all hear about it. We all know about it. But is there something being done about it? So in this episode, I'm going to share my experience. Um, I'm going to break down the misconceptions or the rumors of black businesses we're going to talk about how to get over that how to overcome it because we need to get rid of that stereotype okay we are doing so many wonderful things as black business owners um, and black entrepreneurs that we want to make sure that we are being received correctly we are being represented correctly um, so that we can continue getting that bag and getting an even bigger bag so as I mentioned we have been seeing a rise of black entrepreneurs and black business owners within the last few years or even the last decade um, and I think that is an amazing thing because it shows that as um, black people African Americans we are reaching out to other avenues we are looking into multiple streams of income and when you're doing all these things um, we're finding things that we're passionate about and we're monetizing that and I think that is amazing but the stigma that comes with it is that black businesses have bad customer service um, not saying that all black businesses have bad customer service there are a few that does and there are a few that doesn't there are a few uh black businesses that have awesome superior customer service but when there is a few bad things within a community that sticks to that community which is unfortunate so as i said before the number one complaint when it comes to black businesses black owned businesses is oh they have bad customer service and the crazy thing is these comments are coming from our own. These are coming from black customers that buy in or that try to support black businesses and they get the backlash or they get the bad experience of horrible customer service within that business. And then what happens is they turn around and say, well, that's why I don't support support black owned businesses or that's why I would never go into this business anymore or whatever the case may be. And they turn their nose up and they turn their heads away when it comes to or when they hear anything related to black business, which is not good, y'all. 
Like we need to get to a point where we can support each other without any negativity, without any hate. We can rotate this dollar within our own community so we can build our community up because it starts here. It starts within us. Okay. So I want to go through my experience with it, with me supporting a black business and the customer support I received. And this is just one of a few. Um, so within the community that I live in, within the local area, and I, I won't go into any specifics because I don't want to call this company out by name, um, but this company is known for having amazing wings. Like their wings is supposed to be top notch. So I told my husband, I said, hey, let's go out to eat. Let's go to this location because I want to support a black owned business. Um, and we did that. We went to the location. We placed our order. We had a small order, probably like 14 wings and some fries and a drink. Um, I don't watch the Super Bowl. I don't watch football. So I didn't realize it was Super Bowl weekend. But unfortunately for us, it was a Super Bowl weekend, which probably uh, was a factor in our bad experience. Um, so we go there, we place our order, and the waitress tells us, Hey, just to let you guys know it's going to be a one hour wait. We have a lot of orders coming in and all that good stuff. So I said, okay, cool. I don't mind waiting for an hour. Um, I'm here to support a black business in my mind. So I'll, I'll wait that hour. And so what we did was we placed our order. Um, she got our ticket. She put our, um, put our ticket up and we went to go run errands for that hour. So then what happened was I said, you know, sometimes things take a little bit longer than an hour. So I think we came back probably an hour, five hours, 10 minutes later. My husband goes inside before me and I'm sitting in the car because I'm thinking our, our food would be ready. We, like I said, we only ordered like 14 wings, some fries and drinks. So I'm thinking our food would be ready. And next thing you know, he's in there for about 15, 20 minutes. So I'm like, what is going on? Like, why are you still in there? Why you ain't come out with our food yet? What's going on? So I walk in and as I'm walking in, I see the waitress going around telling people what well, she told my husband specifically. She asked him what his order was. He told her and she was like, okay, your order should be coming out within the next five orders. So basically you're next. And, um, yeah, she was telling other people their placement within their orders well, another 20, 30 minutes came out. I mean, came, I mean, went past more food coming out and it's not ours. Um, I've seen people that was in the line that was waiting, they get their food, but we haven't gotten ours. So I was like, okay, we'll wait it out. I have to change my daughter. I go in the car and change my daughter. And then I come back and we're still waiting. So then after a while, I started getting antsy. I started getting irritated because I'm like, okay, I get they're busy, but how long does it take to make 14 wings, some fries, and a drink? We have already waited an hour, which was fine by me, but now we're into an hour and 45 minutes and there's no status for my order. A big thing about me, um, when it comes to anything, um, I like to get statuses and if I am um doing anything for a customer or whatever the case may be i love to give statuses that way they are updated all the time on what's going on so they're not sitting there worrying or they're not getting antsy as i was 
Um, so like I was saying, I was just waiting for a status and we were getting that. So then I go and ask the girl, I'm like, Hey, you know, what's going on with our order? You told us it'll be an hour. We've been waiting about an hour, 45 minutes. It's just like, okay, I'll get to it. I'll get to it. Um, and at this time she had a slight attitude and I guess it's cause they were busy. Um, but yeah, she had a slight attitude. So I'm like, whatever. I just want my food. Well, about two hours later, I say two hours and 10 minutes. I was like, you know what? I'm not waiting no more. Forget this. I want a refund. And so then we, I go up to her cause my husband didn't, I go up to her. I was like, I want a refund. And she's like, well, what's the name on the order? And I told her the name on the order. Um, and she's going to look for the ticket. So I'm watching her as she looked for the ticket. And the thing was, our ticket was like in the back, back. So I felt like she was putting tickets before our order because our order was never worked on. Like it was never initiated. Nobody ever started working on our order. And that legit pissed me off because first of all, I can see where the tickets are. So I see where your placement was for it or where you put it. And then you was telling us about 45 minutes, an hour ago that we were next when obviously that wasn't the truth. And that was, that really pissed me off because it's like, you ain't got to lie. If you're really checking up on orders, like you say you were, then you would have known that, oh snap, maybe I missed this order. Let me push this up because these people were supposed to get their order over an hour ago. But none of that registered to her. Uh, none of that happened. When I asked for my refund, she her attitude was even bigger. And so, and she was like, well, why are you, why are you want a refund? And I was like, because we waited over two hours for 14 wings and fries and a drink when you told us it was an hour wait. And I told her, I said, I didn't mind an hour and a half or whatever, but it's been two hours and my order was never worked on. So then with hesitation, she finally gave us our refund because I, like I said, I wanted my refund. I didn't want anything. And we left. After I left that establishment, um, I told my husband, I said, I don't know if I want to eat here anymore. Um, I love supporting black businesses, but I hate bad customer service. Bad customer service will always tear down a good business. Not saying that their wings weren't amazing. I don't know. I haven't experienced them. I wish I had, but the customer service overshadowed the experience for me altogether. Um, had it been, I would have got a refund because I was waiting too long. That would have been a different situation. But the fact that, you know, we was lied to, that our order was never worked on, it just made me feel some type of way altogether. Which is unfortunate because a lot of people do the same thing as I did. Um, they have that one bad experience and they're like, you know what, I'm done, I'm out. And that's unfortunate for the business owner. Unbeknownst to the business owner if they're aware of it or not, but it does hurt their businesses, especially when those bad reviews are put up. People see that when they look up reviews and they're losing customers from that bad experience or that bad customer service experience. Um, if you're listening, you're probably like, give them another chance, give them another chance. I may be one day in the future, um, but well, with the coronavirus, we can't go nowhere and um, you can order out, but I don't feel like ordering out because they too far. 
Um, <laughs> you can't go and sit in, dine in. Um, so I may later, um, at a later time, but I don't know. And so when you think about this, I'm pretty sure like you guys are listening and be like, yep, I had a bad experience or whatever. And like I said, I would never go back. Um, and so to my business owners, we really need to look into that type, those type, that type of feedback, because that's what's going to strengthen our business. I also want to add that there are entrepreneurship programs and trainings um, that are set up particularly for um, immigrants coming to the U.S. to start businesses um, that us black Americans, African-Americans are not exposed to or are not privileged to have that, which puts us at a disadvantage because we're starting off these businesses, like I said before, and doing amazing into entrepreneurship without any type of training on how to sustain. So we have to figure these things out on our own. And a lot of a lot of us don't know how to figure it out. Like we just know this is what I love to do or this is what I want to do. Um, and this is how I'm going to go about doing it. Um, but we don't have that set up or that set training or um, set program to be like, okay, um, this is statistics on um, things that goes on in the business or these are the type of topics or um within a business that you guys need training on to make your business successful. Nowadays, um, we have that. We have our own, um, have coming out with programs and um, doing the consultations and stuff like that um, when it comes to entrepreneurship and all that, which is amazing, but we still have long ways to go. We still have a wow, or we still have things that we need to work on, like I said, when it comes to uh, the stigma of bad customer service because a lot of people other than bad customer service especially when it comes to women and um, if you look up statistics you'll see that um, black women are killing it in the black owned business game in the entrepreneurship game and um, I wouldn't say game let me rephrase uh, black owned business field um, and a lot of People think when it comes to black women, oh, they always have attitudes. That's why I don't like to deal with them. And so, like I said, we want to get away from that. And so. So I have a few tips on how to. How to better your customer service. And um, go from there. Let me tell you guys a little bit about myself. I have been in a customer service position or a customer service career field within the military for about six, seven years. Um, and I've been on different spectrums of dealing with customer service. And my customers have been base-wide personnel. My customers have been maintainers for aircraft. Um, I've had customers all over from commanders to um, just regular A1Cs worried about their stuff. And the thing is, I had to treat every customer the same, regardless of their rank, regardless of their position. And I had to make sure that they were good to go because 
with my career field, we couldn't give bad customer service. You get back, you give bad customer service, and you're looking at possible paperwork, removal from your job to a different area. You don't want that bad stigma or that bad rep representation following you because then that's who you are identified with. And that goes the same thing with uh, black businesses, black entrepreneurs. So my first tip is to make your customer feel like the only customer. That goes a long way. Not saying that you have to give all your energy to one customer or all your energy to every customer, but you should give the same type of energy to every customer if that makes sense. So one way to make your customer feel like the only customer, as I said earlier before, is statuses. Whether you are in a consulting position, whether you're service-based, always give statuses because that's gonna give your customer some type of, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's gonna give some type of ease. It's gonna make your customer feel a little bit more at ease knowing what's going on with everything. Um, if you are selling, oh, and this could even go to, um, like if you're selling stuff on Etsy, um, when you get the order, you know, there's always that original email that sent that, oh, thank you for your order. This is the processing time and all that. And then after that, you doesn't, you don't hear anything until it ship out. If it's a, if it's a fast turnaround, like say I put my order in and within five days it shipped, that's amazing. But if it's not, Hey send that extra email just to let them know hey this is your order this is where we're at this is the expected around this time is the expected ship date so that they're aware of that um and that small gesture can make a huge difference for my story if my updates were legit <laughs> um i'm pretty sure i would have got my order on time like if she was really checking my order like she said she was I'm pretty sure we would have got it at, in a timely manner. Um, next, customers can be wrong, and sometimes they're all wrong. They are wrong, but you have there's a way to say it. Um, I know with a lot of hairstylists, I see things on Instagram, on Facebook, where people will message them out of pocket. Customers would message them out of pocket, very unprofessional, um, and sometimes you can sense the attitude through a text message or whatever. And you have the right to deny their services if you want, but you don't come back with an attitude. There is a way to politely let them know like, hey, this is not how you come out of business. This is not what you do. Um, and the word for that is tact. You have to be very tactful, T-A-C-T, tact. Um, because that is how you stay professional, but you let them know professionally. Um, and I'll give you an example. So, um, like I said, I would have customers within my customer service career field. I would have customers come to me out of pocket all the time. I had people tell me in an email or a phone call what I need to do as if they knew my job, um, as if they were my supervisor, but they had nothing to do with my job. And a lot of times when they were wrong, I had proof that they were wrong and I would let them know politely in an email like, yo, you're not going to come at me like that. And one of the things you can do is, um, I'll give an example when it comes to hair. You receive a text message from somebody and they're like, hey, I wanna get my hair done. 
Okay, cool. You can respond with, good morning. Thank you for your interest in my services. Yada, yada, yada. Um, please, please uh, answer the following. You can ask for the person name. You can ask for the um, services that they are, specific services that they are requesting. You can ask like more details about their hair or ask them to send a picture for their inspiration behind the hairstyle. And then that way they get, that gets the ball going. So now they answer, they respond to those questions, but now the responses are professional. So somebody message you and be like, Hey, I want my hair did, you know, how much you charge? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Thank you for your interest in blah, 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 beauty salon, hair store, whatever the case may be. Um, please answer the following question. Number one, please give your name or whatever. Uh, uh, please fill out full name. Number two, please fill out services that you are requesting. Number three, what is your target price or your target range or something? That way you give a feel of what the customer is expecting and all that. Once they respond to you with those answers, now you can reply, be like, okay, based off of what you asked for, this is what I can provide. This is what I cannot provide. If let's say they want some knotless braids, but they want them from $80, let them know, Hey, I do pro provide knotless braids, but at this price, bottom line. Or hey, let's say they want bossless braids and they don't mind paying $180, $200. Perfect. Hey, these are the these are my services. This is um, what it is for knotless braids. This is the price. These are the requirements. Some people expect for you to come with your hair wash, dried, and blow. I mean, uh, wash, blow dried, and make sure it's straightened if you're natural. Put that in the email or the text message, text message, text message or whatever. If they don't like it, if they don't respond, so what? As long as at the end of the day, you stay professional, you let them know where you stood and you were tactful with it. That way, nobody can be like, oh, this person was rude to me or, oh, I had a bad experience. No, baby girl, maybe this come. I mean, maybe this business was out of your price range, which is OK. <laughs> That's fine. Um, but as long as you lay that foundation and you have it out there, um, then there's little room for people to complain. People are always going to complain. You can't appeal or you can't satisfy everyone, but that minimizes the room of saying, oh, I have bad customer service because no, you cover your areas. Um, I'll give an example. Chick-fil-A is praised for their customer service. I think that's why Chick-fil-A is so successful because Chick-fil-A I mean, all they sell is chicken. <laughs> I mean, it's good, but their services or their menu is not, uh, it's not like this vast amount of different foods and there's nothing compared to soul food or to a lot of these black owned food businesses that sell really, really good food. Um, but one of their things is they have good customer service. When they, and I believe they probably have the same customer service training because of how they respond to things. They always say little things like, my pleasure. Um, they're always greeting you with a smile. When they get your order, they're smiling, they're repeating it back to you. They're not giving attitude. 
And that is why I believe that is why a lot of people flock to Chick-fil-A, why a lot of people love Chick-fil-A, um, because mainly because of their customer service. Um, as I said before, a bad customer can drive down a good business and good or bad customer service, excuse me, can bring down a really good business and good customer service can bring up mediocre or can even make your great business even better. It can make it superior. Um, going back to my story about the bad customer service, I'm not gonna lie. I was heated. And we all know when we got an attitude, we got to let it be known or whatever the case may be. So I wrote a review. I sure did. I wrote a review on Google um, about my service. But when I wrote the review, I did not put my emotions in it. I stated the facts of what happened and I remained neutral. I did put there that I would love to experience their food one day um, because I don't want to. My purpose of doing the review was not to tear the business down. My purpose of writing that review is to hope that the owner would see it and make some changes, if that makes sense. So when I wrote my review, I put everything that I said here, how, you know, I waited over two hours for 14 wings, fries and a drink, how um, it was unfortunate. And I did say those exact words. It was very unfortunate that I was not able to experience their food because I'm pretty sure it was amazing. So for anybody that read that review, it's probably like a heads up, but it's, it gives them a sense of hope. It's not like, Oh, I hate this place. This is what happened. I'll never go there again. I did not do that because my goal was not to tear down a black business. And somebody probably think, well, why you didn't go to the owner yourself and say it? Like I said earlier in my story, the, that business was busy. So I'm pretty sure, sure the owner didn't have time to hear what I had to say because they were so busy. Also, I could have came back at another time, but I'm the type of person when something happens, something significant happens, I have to write it down so I have all the details. If I don't write it down, I'm coming back with fabricated information. I'm adding some, I'm taking away some. And now the story is not what it originally was. And I didn't want to do that. So that's why I didn't come back at a later time. My best course of action at that time was to write a review on what happened. And hopefully the owner sees it and make a difference. Um, so that's what I did, what I did. Um, moving along, I also want to say that it is okay to have a preference when it comes to your businesses. Um, that is another complaint. And that complaint is totally separate from bad customer service, if that makes sense. So if I'll take my podcast for an example, my podcast is targeted for African-American individuals. Um, and we talk about the uncomfortable topics that we all experience within our community. Now, does that stop other people from listening? Absolutely not. Because other uh, races, other cultural backgrounds, other nations can identify with some of the stuff that I talk about. But that's not my target. That's not my preference. But that doesn't stop um, the other individuals for listening, which is perfectly fine. But now that I have my preference, nobody can complain and be like, Oh, this podcast sucks. They only talk about things that black people go through. So what? I put that out there. That is my target audience. And that is what it is. 
that complaint is then obsolete. And you cannot tie that with bad customer service. First of all, this isn't a really a service-based um, business. This is a podcast where, you know, where we talk about things. But those complaints do come about. And I just want to bring that up that it is totally different than bad customer service. All right. Moving along, um, we want to make sure that we change this narrative because as black people, as African-Americans, we all go through things. There's always a struggle and having a business or starting your own business and put it into action is amazing that is a huge hurdle that to leap over and that is a huge achievement so you want to make sure your business is received well is represented well so you don't want others outsiders to create that narrative for us because that stigma is out there their stereotype is out there black people have bad businesses so you want to make sure that you it's basically our due diligence to make sure that our customers are not feeling that way. Because then what happens is when they don't experience that and then they start writing those good reviews and then people start seeing it, now it's changing, like I said, that narrative for us. We are creating our own narrative. Like, no, you're not telling us what we are like. We're gonna show you what we like, what we are like. And we're gonna put that out there and our customers are gonna tell you what our businesses are like, if that makes sense. And with that, now we're going to slowly get away from that stereotype. Is that stereotype going to always be out there? Absolutely. But doing a little will take us a long way because now we have proof. Now we have evidence. We have these things like, actually, we give amazing service. So what you got to say? Because our services is top notch. Yeah, you're going to get complaints here and there, but our good reviews, um, our good reviews overweigh the bad ones, okay? And that's just what it is. If you are a business that have bad customer service and you notice it as the owner, then take a step back, go ahead and pivot and change it. Change some things within your business, whether it's providing that customer service training because Let's be real, some of us don't provide it. We have our business, we have our plan, we put it into action and we go full force when we forget about um, other things, small things. So if you haven't provided, give it, give a date and a time, do a down date where you do training and you go over these things. If you have unruly or if you have trouble um, employees, try to help those employees, but if they're not willing to change or they're not willing to do better, then let them go because at the end of the day, it is a business. It is nothing personal. It is all a business, okay? And you wanna make sure that you, your business is within good standing all around, okay? Another thing I wanna, well, moving forward, um, I want to bring out some misconceptions when it comes to providing good customer service because not everybody think that, but I have come across a lot of African-American, a lot of black people. When you talk to them about having attitudes and things like that, their first response is, well, that's the way I am. And I feel that is no excuse. Having a bad attitude is no excuse. You never know 
what somebody is going through, what their day is like. So you don't want to greet somebody with an attitude or whatever the case may be. Not saying everybody does that, but that's kind of what's expected of us. Um, I've heard too many times, oh, this person got a bad attitude when it comes to black people. And a lot of times that person don't have an attitude. It's probably a nonchalant um, persona, which is fine. You can be nonchalant. That's just who you are. But it can be easily mistaken as a bad attitude, which is not the case. Um, but for the ones that do have the attitude, like I, I'll go back to the hairstylist, hairdresser uh, business. I've seen a lot where the owner, the stylist will respond back to the energy that they are given. You know, I hear, I get the saying, keep the same energy. But when it comes to a business owner, you can't always keep the same energy. You have to rise above. You have to be better because you are a business owner. Okay. That's just what comes with the package. That's what comes with you wanting to be your own boss and be your own entrepreneur. Okay. You cannot give the same energy that is given out. You can't tell somebody to be like, you know what? So what? Forget it. I ain't want you as a customer anyways. That goes to what I said back uh, as having tech and being professional. Another misconception is you have to kiss ass. Like you have to be a brown noser and stuff like that to please everyone. Um, and I say that loosely because we're not pleasing everyone. We're just making sure we're giving good customer service. We're making sure that our customers want to come back. They want to tell somebody else. They want to spread the word about our business. That's the goal, right? Because you want more customers. You want more money. You want your business out there. So you don't have to kiss ass. You can still be yourself. You can be yourself and let it be known. As long as you lay that out in the beginning on what it is. And like I said, you make sure you're professional about it at all times. And it's just as simple as that. You don't have to please everybody. Smiling is not pleasing everybody. It takes nothing to smile. It costs nothing to be polite and be respectful. It costs nothing to give off a smile. Make somebody feel comfortable. Um, as people, we go through a lot of things. As I said earlier, you don't know the type of day your customer had. So why not have an impact on making that day just a little bit better when they came to your um, establishment or when they come to your website or when they come to your whatever it is that you have as your business why not give them a little smile why not a good a good morning good evening how are you you know not just how can I help you getting right to it no make them feel good like I said before make them feel like the only customer okay um, another thing I wanted to bring up is clubs Everybody love clubs. Well, not everybody, but, you know, people love clubs. They love the party. They love, they love to have fun. Even clubs have bouncers to handle unruly people. Okay. So if a club, you know what I'm saying, have to kick you out for being basically a bad customer or being, um, or not being respectful to their establishment, keep that same mindset when it comes to your business. Don't feel bad. Because they knew what it was when they came to your business. Okay. And like I said before, business is business. That's like a non-negotiable. Like nobody should tell you what you should and should not expect from a business. And that's just what it is. Um, and so that wraps up our episode of 
bad customer service black um, within black businesses. I hope who's ever listening, whether you're a business owner, and like I said, it can be something small as selling products on Etsy, that you take something away from this and that you utilize the tips that I've given, um, even if you don't have bad customer service. But if you want to, if you want to improve in any way within that customer service area, you know, I hope it really helps you in some way in any way possible because as I stated before, a good customer service will go a long way. Even if your business is considered mediocre to others, good customer service will take it even further than where you could imagine it would be. It will help your product or your service reach heights that you probably didn't even imagine. And that's just um, something small that you can do within your business that's probably low cost depending on how you go about it um, and that could make a huge difference if you like what you've heard or you love this episode go ahead and leave a comment leave a review let your girl know okay, i want us to grow better i want us to see to succeed together and to be unstoppable together and we can do it because that's just who we are by nature Again, I want to thank you for tuning into this episode this week. Um, like I said before, make sure you reach out, give a thumbs up, support in any way that you can. Tell a friend to tell another friend to tell another friend so that they can listen. And hopefully we hit topics that you guys love or continue hitting topics that you love. 